Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So today's episode uh, is <clears throat> a long-awaited um, Paz and Hundo. Woo! Uh, for those of you who may just be <clears throat> finding out about this podcast, um, my nickname is Paz, and my friend uh, Orlando Montalvo um, is uh, who I call Hundo because he has completed... God, easily a half dozen hundred milers. And he's not like one of the uh, elites or anything like that. He's just like a regular guy like you and me or most of us and um, manages to get through most of them. I mean, he has had his share of DNFs, but he's got a lot of experience doing various kinds of hundreds. And um, and I thought it might be interesting to talk to him a little bit about um, how do you train for a hundred miler and, and yeah, and, and how do you um, deal with the various challenges presented by different kinds of hundred milers, such as the um, kind where you, you know, make, you know, five loops or you do, you know, um, four loops and, and it's very technical or um, it's a uh, really flat, boring course. Um, and of course, going in circles for hours and hours and hours uh, on a 0.66, I think it is, uh, mile track, um, which is Snowdrop. And, um, <clears throat> and I probably got that dimension wrong. You'd think I'd know it by now. Um, but yeah, as I've mentioned before, I am going to be doing my second attempt at a 100 miler this uh, New Year's eve and um hopefully we'll make it this time because i think i've got my hand uh, a handle mentally on how you you do this um it's certainly not easy um but but he's gotten through this one he and his wife uh, kathy aka babe um have gotten through this one a few times and um you know so i just felt like it was good to pick his brain about that um one other quick note um <clears throat> this morning i was trying to get rid of a bunch of junk on my computer because I have, you know, I have a lot of like student files and uh, other stuff that that's been downloaded onto my hard drive. And I was just like, oh my God, I've got to go through and just get rid of this stuff because it's, you know, clunking up my hard drive. And <laughs> so, uh, in a fit of um, incredible, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Efficiency. I um, deleted the video version of this podcast. <laughs> However, I did I did manage to hang on to the audio version. I'm not really sure how I did that, but I think I was just trying to get rid of all the, the big video files, thinking I set that one aside from yesterday, but um, I did not. And of course, you're not really missing much unless you want to look at my black fingernails. Um, I painted my fingernails this very groovy looking kind of shiny jet black thing. I don't know. I like to do it once in a while. It just makes me feel edgy. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway so i'll be talking about that and and there's nothing to see there's nothing to see here folks nothing to see um yes <laughs> anyway um oh god there goes the chimes it's it's pretty windy here um but anyway uh i'll stop talking and uh here's my conversation with hundo and, okay, and we are recording Woo, i'm here with hundo Hundo's in the house once again, live with Paz, the and, stubborn uh, tortoise. That's right, that's right. And look at my nails. Ooh, we're recording this on video too. So, oh boy. Anyway, 
Well, I can't do it when I'm like by myself because I feel like really ridiculous. It's like, okay, I just have to like not do this. Hey, Donnie, you know what? What? I still haven't gotten the, the shirt. Oh my God, I know. I meant to send- Holy moly. I meant to send that home with Daniel. And then when I saw you last weekend, oh, sweet Jesus. I've still got it though. So that way next time I can wear it, you know? I I will I will bring that yes so it was so cute because when I did that uh race in Ohio um that eight hour race or whatever it was um my brother-in-law showed up at the finish line with my sister and my nephew and he was wearing a stubborn tortoise t-shirt I was like nice (laughs) thank you so much yeah (laughs) that's (laughs) <laughs> it, was, it was so nice. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, oh God. Anyway, yeah. But I, yeah, one of the other things I'm going to work on this summer is merch. Ooh. Yeah, I'm just not that good at it. And I just, you know, I need to focus because I've got a couple of other podcast ideas. One is the Feral Homeowner, which is about, you know, being a first time homeowner. And then the other one is called Sitting at the Kids Table, which is about being 40 starting grad school in a town where everybody is like in their 20s <laughs> hmm. yeah and i've got a i've got a diary from that so that might be well, uh, yeah i was in my 40s when i did my my uh master's degree. yeah but it was different you, you you didn't move to a place where everybody's 20 you know? so it's well. not to say that that's not i'm not trying to make that inconsequential but i'm just saying anyway i guess it would be kind of awkward to be with a bunch of 20 somethings and you're 40 something it was weird it was just weird and then also you know having gone from a you know professional career for 17 years and then just like oh shit this is like the great you know equalizer hey this is all right anyway whoo so today our conversation is going to be about you. Well, not about you personally, but about you more or less. Hmm. Uh, how did, how do you, hell do you train for a hundred miler? I mean, okay. So I am signed up for snowdrop as you know, and uh, which is this hundred mile race or more uh, <laughs> at the end of the year. And um, I tried it a few years ago and I, I just, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And so I ended up with like a hundred K, which is not bad, but you know, I know you and babe (laughs) have done a number of hundreds and you've done a lot of hundreds though, like Rocky Raccoon, Brazos and um, Snowdrop. And Cactus Rose. And Cactus, oh sweet Jesus. Oh, shudder. Yeah, I know. I'm like horrified by that because the idea of even doing 25 miles at Cactus Rose is horrifying. So today I'm going to let you do a lot of the talking. And so I want to hear about your, your plans or how you would tell people to train for these races and also how they differ from each other because I think that was one of my problems with uh you know with the first time I did um, 
snowdrop was like, oh shit, I'm not, you know, at you know, 50 miles yet. And what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's just a different kind of race. And so, so tell me about all this. So I'll give you kind of like my top couple of things that have worked for me. Good. As you know, in the in the world of masters and research, you always have a number of test subjects that you have to kind of get data from, right? Some data collection. Yes. And rule, rule number one is get as many ends as possible. So in this story, this is an end of one. So I'm really only talking really about myself and how it's, it's worked fine. for me. But <laughs> rule number one in running 100 mile, if Orly can do it, anybody can do it. Why do you say that? Because, I mean, I'm not built like a hundred miler. I'm built like a tank. I'm a husky runner. Uh, <laughs> I'm past the Clydesdale stage, as they would say in runner world. But seriously, on a serious note, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. And what I've resolved in that is to understand one basic rule that I keep when I told that start line. And that is, I'm going to be here all day. I'm going to be here all night into the next day. And I just resolve in my head not to think about the ups and the downs, hour to hour, mile by mile. I just know that I'm going to be out here, sun up, sun down, sun up. So that's kind of that's kind of my approach yeah. to whether it's a trail 100 or a road 100 or like snowdrop a 0.7 mile loop 100 is I'm going to be here all morning, all day, all night, all morning. So that one thought in somebody who's, who thinks they're going to, and know that they're going to struggle to try and complete the miles. That's the main thing. Hey, you're going to have ups, you're going to have downs, but just know, Hey, I'm just killing time. I'm just killing time. I know it's going to take me 30 hours to do the hundred miles, depending on the race or 36. And that's it. And I don't, I don't try and overcomplicate it. So the first time you did your hundred miler, of course, I paced you, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was kind of disastrous. Um, what did you learn from that race? So in, in Rocky Raccoon hundred miler, that was my first attempt at a hundred. And what year was that? Oh, was that 2016, 2015? I know. I can't remember. 2015. I think it was. Okay. And uh, I didn't drink enough. I didn't eat enough. And and you grabbed about the bacon. As a consequence, and- I dehydrated so bad, so badly, that my kidneys were giving me issues. And then, uh, as you know, you're out there, you're dirty, and you're trying to pee and you can't pee because there's not there's nothing to pee <laughs> so as a consequence of that i developed a bladder infection which is kind of weird for a guy but it happened and my you know my bladder was quivering the whole time and i couldn't pee and it was just it was just a nightmare how did and, you know it was quivering i'm sorry how did you know it was quivering how did i know my bladder my bladder was quivering because mm-hmm. I, I could feel it Really? I feel it doing this. Like the muscles were just holy crap. Okay. Yeah, they're trying so that. hard to to grasp some fluid to excrete fluid, and there's no fluid to excrete. So it's just like 
the muscles just twitching and they're kind of like a almost like a charley horse in the bladder and just that that sensation makes you i need to go pee and there's nothing to pee yeah and as so, your pacer, as your pacer i can tell you that every five minutes it i'm felt, like stopping you had to stop and pee and nothing like five minutes yeah, and, nothing. Like, ah, ah. and so i'm so far behind in water i can't get i can't get enough water in me to uh relieve that uh, so luckily, Norm at that time was able to go to a store and get some, uh, what was that medication? Azo. A-S- yeah, Azo. E-O, yeah. And, yeah, and which and she's like down, 60 down She's better. like, which one is this? What, you know, is this the right one? I'm like, yes, that's fine. You know? So, the, so yeah. that started working, right? It's calmed me down, calmed the bladder down so it didn't pulse and I was fine. But then when I finally got enough fluid to pee, which I didn't know about this medication, it it uh, colors your urine a dark orange yes. so i'm <laughs> being dark orange looks like blood i'm like, oh, like holy moly i'm in trouble so we keep going and uh it started getting lighter over time so i kind of figured okay it's the medication but all this time i'm stopping 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 but the clock keeps going 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 so uh we finally got onto a little roll when you were you were pacing me in that last um, mile 60 to 80. We we're kind of moving along. And then I kind of looked at my clock like, bro, you're not going to make it. And then uh, I think, what, about two miles away from the turnaround, I I stepped wrong and twisted my ankle. And I'm like, oh, crap, I'm done. Yes. And so we didn't, I think we were like five minutes past oh, the deadline or whatever was it was. I know. But I kind of realized, you know what, even if you turn around, you make it you're probably not going to make the time to the first aid station because man, my no. ankle was swell- swelling up already. Oh yeah, exactly. So I learned a lot um, with that DNF in terms of what, what I didn't do, et cetera, et cetera. So consequently coming back, we tried it again. I was able to. And you talk. went by yourself. I went by myself. I didn't have any pacers with me or anything. It was amazing. Uh, all the guys I was traveling with had their pacers and stuff. So I'm kind of like, you know, it's going to be tough. But I had worked with Herman Madrazo, who is the owner of Valley Running Company. And he and I kind of got together and I talked to him about what happened. He's like, we got to build you a plan. You got You're going to have to take this approach very scientifically, very, um, you know, with a, a lot of intention in terms of your, your intake of liquids and foods. And so we wrote out in the store and on a piece of paper uh, exactly what, how much I was going to drink, like what my bottle has, what the volume was, how often I needed to switch out, how much um, basically tailwind I needed, how much water I needed, how much food. I mean, we we dialed it in to a T. And so I just followed that plan to the letter and uh, it worked. And I was able to finish. Um, the other thing about that, that was interesting in training was I, I got plantar fasciitis uh, during training for that one. Uh, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't resting enough days in between long runs and stuff. So I, I got that problem, but as you, as you may know, cause I think you've also had plantar fasciitis. It's kind of like a, a one-to-one how it's going to cure itself or how you fix it. There's not a all, there's not a cure for every single one of us. It kind of depends. And so I just, as I was running Rocky, like about mile 36, 37, somewhere there, it just stopped hurting. 
So I tell people, if you have planner, go run a hundred. It'll probably go away and you'll be fine. <laughs> Don't try this at home, kids. Don't try it at home. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, I figured out, you know, in that, in that ultra or with uh, Herman and, and going through Rocky that second time that I was basically only taking in about half of what I needed based on my body weight and, and uh, how I, much I sweat, you know, we, calories I, yeah. What? Yeah. So like, let's say in the first race, I was drinking 20 ounces, uh, every, uh, 20 miles, it should have been double that. Mm. And so once I was able to reach, reach those adequate levels of hydration and food, I was fine. I didn't yeah. have any problems. So, um, Okay, so Rocky is is a different animal, but tell me about Brazos when you did so that. You've done Rocky Raccoon is in Huntsville, which is a piney forest uh, state park mm -hmm. with a lot of roots, uh, kind of some slopey little swales up and down, and then the the uh, the the road that the um, that the Texas Parks and Wildlife guys use out there, that little road, that jeep road that they used to get around, is also very uh, hilly up and down. Yep. kind of gradual but uh, so it's a little different course at night it's very humid there's a, there's a lake right there so it's a humid race but it's a cold race normally you get it's, all uh, four seasons and yeah it's day. cold in the mornings it warms <laughs> up a bit it could be misty could be foggy but yeah. a beautiful race beautiful trail race i i recommend that one um for a moderately technical race same, same. brazos bend is a flat pretty much a flat race um this is southwest of Houston uh, in Needville, Texas. Mm -hmm. Brussels Bend State Park where there are alligators and it's just kind of a swampy place, but it's flat. Uh, beautiful, beautiful park. Really lovely. A lot of Spanish moss, big, huge trees. Um, it's like it's flat. <laughs> yeah. It's like Blair Witch Project out there. It is. Super dark. Like there's no light uh, at night, but it's it's humid, very humid, but it's usually also cold and it can sometimes be a muddy slop fest, which oh, we've yeah. gone through. Yep, um, yep. But again, it's flattish. So Stanley flat. Yeah. And it's, oh, and Rocky Raccoon at that time was a 20 mile loop. So you did five loops. Uh, Brazos Bend is a 16.7, I think, mile loop, yeah. almost 17 miles. So you do six of those. Mountain backs. Ugh. Yeah, some mountain backs and it's a loop. Uh, but if you're new to 100 miles, that might be a benefit to you because you kind of see the start line, uh, you know, you see it coming and you kind of kind of helps you. Hey, man, I got another loop done, another loop done. I only got three loops left. So it kind of helps you in the terms of the mental uh, finish. Yeah. So tell me about Snowdrop. So Snowdrop. That's a different animal altogether. Is, yeah, it's not a 100 mile race. It's a 55 hour race much like um some of your audience may have ever might have done a relay for life event at their local high school or their community where it's a track and you just you know you walk loops right of the track kind of the same principle here where it's a fundraiser for uh, uh, children's cancer and for scholarships uh for those kids and their siblings uh so it's a fundraising event it's a small loop 0.7 miles so you have 55 hours to do as many of those laps or loops as you, you might call them as you can. And this is a typically uh, people are going for a hundred miles because it's short. 
it's in one place, lots of food at the aid station, they cater meals. So it's uh, a different uh, thing altogether. It's just getting yourself wrapped around those loops. And yes. it's uh, 145 loops equals 100 miles. So how do you, how do you, because I mean, the thing that, that, that really uh, prop was problematic for me the first time I tried Snowdrop was, you know, I was trying to do the 100 was like, oh my God, it's taking me a thousand years to do this 50 miles. And so how do you get around that? So again, with my number one rule uh, or number two rule, one rule number one, or Barley can do it, anybody can do it. Rule number two is realize and, and get it through your head. Like I'm a slow runner, right? I'm going to walk most of it. Get it through your head. You're going to be there all morning, all night, all morning. And you just have to know that you're just killing time. So even though it's a short loop, you don't count loops. You're just killing time. Hey, breakfast is in about an hour. Keep going until they make the breakfast call. Okay, going to go eat breakfast. Okay, go get a <laughs> snack. It's and, great, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and of course, they have what I call tent city. So you can set up your own canopy, your own tent area around the loop. Yes. yes. Uh, so you have a base. You have a home base that you can uh, change, you know, change your socks, your shoes, dry off, whatever you need to do, sleep, sleep, <laughs> yeah. 55 hours. So to do 155 hours is, is you can pretty much walk. And again, how are you going to do it? You got to just know I'm going to be there all morning, all day, all yeah. night. I think that's, morning. I think that's the thing that, cause again, I'm trying snowdrop this time for the second time. I mean, for the hundred and, uh, and I, yeah, the first time I tried it, it was like, oh, God, I can't, yeah, it's taking me so long. And, eh. but it's, it's a little different, you know, so you have to like get your mind right on that one. Yeah. So it's very mental. Uh, and it's no drop. I have noticed uh, we've done four of them. It really, you really have to be strong mentally, like those last 10 loops or so. Oh, you're, God, at, yes. you're at like 135 and you got 10 to go. And you're walking pretty slowly at this point. Um, and when you put two and two together, you say, okay, I'm walking 20 minute pace per mile, right? So you Three figure miles. each lap, right, is almost a mile. So each lap's going to cost you close to 20 minutes, right? To walk around about 15, 18 minutes just to walk around one loop. Yeah. So that's 0.7. It's not one mile. So you, you multiply those 17 minutes on tower loops and then you figure, oh man, I got so many loops left. That's like three hours left, even though you're less than 10 laps. So that little thing right there can really bog you down. So you just say, hey, I, I'm just counting laps. Forget, forget it. Just count laps. Yeah. 10, 9, 8. You just, you just count them down. And it's taking you forever to do it, but you know, 10 laps is going to be like two, two and a half hours. Yeah. So in your opinion, what, what kind of race is easier to do something like snowdrop or Brazos or Rocky, you know, in terms Whoa. of a hundred, is, is there well, an easy way? <laughs> I think for me personally, something like a flat hundred that's kind of a longer loop like Brazos is a little easier because you do have some scenery and it kind of takes your mind off of it. Well, yeah. And there's not, you know, like a billion loops. <laughs> yeah. I think snowdrop is a, is a unique, 
unique uh, event. And again, to get to get your your mind out of the counting the loop thing at the very beginning is kind of hard to do. Yes, but uh, I, I think it. like Brussels is good. Rocky's beautiful. Oh. And it's uh, you know it's only like four four loops, and I think it's twenty five mile lap now. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, so it's kind of up to you uh, in terms of what what kind of terrain do you like the most, and what are you most comfortable on? If you're more comfortable on rocks, then you want to do something that's got rocks in it. If you if you're used to running in roots, you do your hundred in roots. Anything close to home will be obviously better. You know, I'm from deep South Texas, so Huntsville is like seven hours away, Houston, six hours away. So think of somebody having to, you know, go up that in a, in a car, do that road trip, do the hundred and then drive back. That's, it's kind of a, a steep task. Luckily we have our, our kids to drive us home after snowdrop. Yeah. You should stay overnight. Yeah, it's, we do, but it's still, yeah, it's, it's it. a long yeah. slog when your body's sore. Oh, I get it. I get it. Oh, I remember, now, one time, I remember one time me and PJ Ben and David uh, went up to Tyler for a race when we lived in the Valley and ooh, uh, that's 10, 10 hours, 11, baby. 11. Oh ooh. my God, it was awful. And then only PJ Ben could drive my car because I was Standard. driving a <laughs> stick. I know. And it was just like permanently david <laughs> yeah yeah we got uh, to this point um coming back from that race when it was like i think there was like the iron man or something going through houston and we were driving through and it was like this giant thunderstorm and, uh, yeah i know and i was just like dudes we may have to like stop, stop. <laughs> yeah we have to stop and like stay some someplace tonight because I can't drive through this, you know, and there yeah, were like, thunderstorms get pretty bad up there in East Texas. And, you know, it's the, yeah, the rain yeah. is heavy. It's the road, the wind is blowing. The roads are slick. It's, anyway, it's challenging. So let's get back to the, the point of this conversation. Sorry, that was my bad. Um, how do you train for this for crying out loud? So easiest thing to do is to give yourself a lot of weeks of time. So how many uh, snowdrop is end of the year race so yep. literally december 30 31st and 1st so right now we're may so i start training uh you know, short runs three four fivers a 10 mile here and there easy it's summertime deep south texas right right now it's a kind of thunderstormy but the heat index is like 100 degrees uh when the sun comes out, the heat index, like yesterday, was 112, I think. Ugh. And we're just in May. We're not even in the heat yeah, of summer yet. Dumb. It's like, I love heat, but geez, Louise, this is awful. Ah. So, uh, you know, we'll run early in the morning, but then the humidity is really high. Dew points about 77, 78 degrees. And Don and myself, as you know, those of you that have been listening to our podcast, we look, we sweat like we jumped in the canal and, and came out. That's how much we sweat in like two miles. We're like soaked head to toe, squishing the shoes, a squishy sound. You know, yeah, yeah, wringing out the yeah. socks and stuff. Uh, I get it. <laughs> so it's challenging to to get those long miles in down here. So as we get on into the summer months, you know, June, July, August, September, 
it's still hot. So like on a Saturday, if let's say we're going to do a 20 miler or 18 miler, mm -hmm. uh, we're leaving the house at like five in the morning. Okay. <laughs> the sun doesn't come up till seven, whatever, seven 30 in the summertime down here. So we're getting a couple hours with no sun, but you know, dew points at 77, 78. So we're bearable. Yeah. Uh, we take our, our hydration packs on our little trips that we do and I'll pack extra socks in there because I know like mile 10, 11, 12, my, my, I'm squishing my shoes. So I got to take the socks off, put on <laughs> some fresh socks, get some trail toes in there, you know, and we have our, our road route that we follow where there's stores along the way where we can get a taco or oh, yeah. a raid and stuff. And we do it like that. Yeah. So again, give yourself months of time to build up your mileage. Uh, we, we get to a place where we are doing normally Brazos Ben 50 miler. That's like the first weekend of December. Yes. And that 50 mile will be our long run for snowdrop hundred. Oh yeah. So, you know, many of you might be a marathoner and you might do like a 20 miler, 22 miler as your long run for a marathon. So wild hair. 50 yeah. We, we figure for a hundred mile, like snowdrop, it's flat. Browser's Bend is relatively flat. So that, that kind of partners up really well in terms of our, our stride and, you know, being on a flat surface. So we, we've been using Browser's Band for snowdrop training. So we get our hydration stuff together, you know, how much tailwind we're drinking and food yeah. we're eating and, and all that kind of stuff figured out, clothing, socks, shoes, all that stuff we're, we're sorting out there at Browser's Band. Yeah. I also think that um, Wild Hair 50K is a good one uh, for training because it's a probably about two or three weeks before Brazos. And, and so I, you know, it's also sort of flattish and um, yeah. So I just recommend that one, you know, as sort of a training run. We, we haven't been doing it that much uh, simply because that first kind of the first half of the loop there at uh, wild hair is kind of rooty and twisty turning yes, very much. kind of stuff, which we're not going to do at snowdrop. It's just no. a, no round loop but but in terms of muscle training calf training ankle training it's pretty good it's a short loop seven mile it's loop a fun, it's a fun race it's I mean, a fun little thing but favorite specifically stuff. for snowdrop training not that critical but it's good muscle training yeah. now for cactus rose 100 miler which is in october uh usually the last weekend third fourth weekend of october like, that's a whole nother mother right there holy crap that, no. that thing at the I, I can't even think of the name of the place there at the bandera texas it's texas state hill country oh, hill natural country. area or something like state that natural area yeah. yeah state natural area that thing is a first of all the Demo. views the vistas of the hill country from those uh you know those those hills are beautiful oh. the views are beautiful it's beautiful, the, but holy crap. The sunrise oh and the sunsets uh, are amazing. They make you cry a little bit if you're sentimental about sunsets. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place to run, but vicious on the body. Oh, sweet Jesus. Vicious. Yeah. The loose rocks, 
the stair steps, the stone. My, my knee will tell you that, yes. The yes. little Soto forest that you have to kind of run through because they don't trim it off the trail. You're running through Soto. That'll, that'll get your legs up pretty good. Uh, beautiful place to run, though. Probably my favorite out of all the races just because it's beautiful out there. Masochist. <laughs> uh, but that is very vertical. A lot of rocks, loose rocks. So... The training for that one's different. Yeah, so you need to do some vertical stuff for yeah, that one. And get used to the uh, scrabble because that's how I busted open my knee. Yeah. As you will remember, you know. Yeah. My so attempted a 50 miler. So I think know. one of the uh, obviously for that one, I had tried that one a couple of times and DNF'd it. Uh, the, the, remember that yeah the thing that gets me the most on it on an n equals one basis is i call it the sleep monster oh god yes yes no matter what race it is i get to about 12 30 1 30 in the morning and i just want to go to sleep i have a huge difficulty overcoming the urge to fall asleep i feel like that at mile 42 of any 50 miler I've done. So yeah, I get it. I get it. You may be beyond that, but <laughs> no, I mean, every time I do a hundred, that's the one thing that I worry the most about is when I get to that time of night, am I going to be able to fend it off? So luckily I've had, you know, some good pacing. Uh, PJ Sagita, uh paced me through the night at this last Hector Rose that I finally finished. I love and, that. And that got me through the night. You know, somebody talking to me, keeping me going. That that'll that's help me. Because man, I I that sleep monster is tough to for me uh, because yeah. I'm so slow. I'm you know basically walking at night and it's hard for me to get moving and, and get the caffeine in and stuff like that. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I remember you and a pinche Ben <laughs> one time. We saw this person like coming through the night. It was like me and Normita. And, you know, we saw this person with sticks and they're like, do, 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 do. It's like, is that Orlando? And it's like, oh no, it's Pinche Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, I'm ready to quit. Hello. Hey, take yeah. me back. And we're like, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, I get that sleep. And out there, Bandera. The last before this last one, the last time I tried to finish, uh, I was on lap three out of four. It's twenty five mile loop, and I was about mile sixty, no mile fifty five or so, right before that first aid station. Yeah, and I was like, just falling asleep. Oh, was that when I found you? That's when you. That's that's when you found me, and I was like, you're falling asleep that's in the most treacherous. Me. This is the most treacherous part of the course. It's flat, but there's rocks hidden in the in the grass. Oh, it was and, bad. And if you're not paying attention, you step around, you're gonna fall, bust your head open, and yeah. this game over or twist an ankle. And I was like, Dude. it was cold, I was sleepy, oh, it was awful, I was yeah. cranky. And as I'm approaching the aid station, I'm like, you know what? If I get to this aid station and Donna shows up or Donna's waiting, <laughs> I'm done. I'm DNFing. And so I get there, and here you come down the side. Doo -doo 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 -doo. And I'm hey, like, I, yeah, I'm I like, heard all these guys talking. That, I'm like, is that Donna? Really? <laughs> is, that my, is that my I'm ride? Like, That's you. I'm done. <laughs> and so we stopped. That was, and that was, well, uh, 
the yeah, second was, the last one. I was very, very happy though that I was able to hook you up with the uh, the cabin, you know, like a, a bunk in the yeah. Cabin. yeah. I was I was actually running was like, with Bill with Bill Luke. I can't do this. <laughs> he can't go anywhere. He's like he needs to rest <laughs> yeah i was i was actually running with bill luton on the end of the second oh, lap going bill. to the third i'm like man if if i just hang with bill man i can do this he'll talk to me we'll talk and we'll just the miles will fly by and we'll get through it but oh. he was he was kind of moving at a, a faster clip than i was so he's already leaving me behind I'm like bro i'm done so yeah. we get to the cabin after you pick me up and you know I, I got the shivers if you've never had the shivers uh, you get into some long miles and you can't control your body temperature. So you, you're cold. Your heat is just going out of your body and you get the, the all body shivers and it's hard to control till you get your body to warm up. So I was in the cabin shivering, trying to sleep. It was crazy. But anyway, <laughs> so let's fast forward to 2020 uh, pandemic, March of 2020, right? Uh, when they, basically the world shut down. And so uh, Laz from uh, the Barkley oh. Marathons. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He got this brilliant idea to have basically a three-month race called the Great Virtual Race Across Tennessee. So from where you were in your hometown, wherever you were running at, you could sign up for this GV rat and you would sign up online. It was like $60. And you would log in your miles every day, starting on May 1st through end of July, no, end of August. And you mark your miles every day and you log in and you plot your miles. And it pops up the map of Tennessee and you basically start bottom of Memphis and he takes you on a road all the way across, all the way to the top corner of Tennessee. So every time you log in your miles, it tells you where you are on the, on the course and where everybody else is on the course. So basically, he had to figure out to if you ran 5.6, no, 5.4 miles per day without fail, you would finish the race. It's like a thousand kilometers. It doesn't summer. sound hard, but huh. it doesn't sound hard. But you get to day like 20 and you're trying to do those five miles and you're like, I'm so sick and tired of running five miles every off. day. Yes. So I did. some days yeah. you would run 10. But then if you rest a day, then you got to make, so it's kind of a little psychological deal, but you're running five every day without fail, right? You miss five, you're going to have to make 10 the next day or whatever, right? So that summer 2020, we were doing that and I was dropping weight and I was getting thin and getting pretty good, getting, you know, solid, feeling good about, you know, healthy and everything. And I said, you know what, man, I should sign up for cactus, man. Because I'm getting the miles in in the summer. I'm feeling good. I'm light on my feet. So I talked to the guys about it. Man, what do you guys think? Should we do it? Yeah, let's do it, man. So I signed up, like, I think, I want to say middle of July. Because I had to figure out how much miles I had done. And then I just got to run a couple of long runs. And I already know the course. I know what, what's coming. So what I did, because it's so much vert, Right. Uh, I I was able to go to the football field because the football team was still practicing, even though it was COVID. Uh, they were doing practicing with masks and stuff. And I asked the coach, hey, can I go and run the bleachers? So I would go like at 3.30 in the afternoon, hot summer day, 
and I would do up downs on the bleachers. Mm. And so sometimes I would run the, the seat part, which is a little bit higher hop. And then sometimes I would do the steps in the middle, which is, you know, less like two for one. And I would do up downs. And I had my water jug at the bottom. I had my cap on and everything. The, my football players would look at me like, man, so you're crazy. So I would do <laughs> like an hour or an hour and a half of that. Doom, 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 doom. And then I, you know, next day and go do my five for GD rat. Right. Or I'll go, it was in the middle of the day. So I would go to the gym and do treadmill, just set it up at about a five or a six, watch a movie and just run. And then, and so I did that all summer. My longest workout on the stadium, I think was 75 up downs in the stadium. That's crazy. <laughs> that's a lot of up and down on a stadium. That is a lot. Yeah. So I remember like, finishing and like my legs were shaking quivering i could barely walk out of there and <laughs> felt like throwing up i was just like done but all that and i was ready for cactus now uh that one time that allowed us to start early friday morning oh we yeah still had till sunday morning so you know you actually had like i think i want to say 42 hours or so that you could do it so yeah. I say, you know what? This is my chance. I might not finish in 36, which is the normal time, but I can finish around 37, yeah, 38 hours and I'll finish, perfect. right? So I was, my confidence was high, but I, stupid me, I started 10 a.m. No, yeah, 10 a.m. on Friday morning, right? Yeah, 10, yeah. I think it was 10. And of course, what was the weather like at 10 a.m. on Friday? Hot, like 90 degrees, I think, or something, wasn't it? Scorched earth, yes, it was awful. But guess what? All the, the, the stadium drills that I did at 4 or 5 p.m. in summer, that trained me for the weather. Cool. So I knew how much water I needed. I had all my stuff set. I was chugging water like crazy, like, like a madman. But it was hot, man. It was hot. I, yeah, I was out there doing the 25. So I, I can. A lot of people DNF'd up after one loop. Yeah, I did. It DNF'd was really humid, really hot. Before my loop. So, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that got me through it. Uh, and I felt really good. And then I think it was getting cold at night, if I remember. It was like 30 some degrees, I think, Saturday night or. I don't know. I was, my brain was mush, but yeah. I remember I got to the last five miles and Joel and, and Jessica and Bella were out there at that last aid station. I, I think I was just in a shirt like this and shorts yeah. and they were in jackets. And I'm like, it's hot, man. How can y'all be in jackets? They're like, you're crazy, man. It's cold out here. I'm like, wow, let's go. I'm ready to go. So <laughs> I was expecting Joelito to, to, you know, help me finish, but he was like, Nah, I'm not doing it. Jessica's going, okay, well, let's go, Jessica. So she helped me finish the last five miles. She, she paced oh, me. great. Yay. And, and that was great, man. And, you know, we we got it done, and she helped me get in. That was, that was real nice. Yeah. So what is your advice, then, for people who, I mean, because, okay, first of all, people who say, or people who hear about people doing hundreds, they're like, do you sleep? Do you eat? Do you do blah, blah, blah? You know, what do you say? So, you know, I'm a slow guy. So I'm hiking, not really running. Yeah. Cause you know, the winners that are pretty much elite runners are finishing like in 18, 19 hours. Whoo. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm <laughs> so in awe of those guys that can run those courses. Like they're running a flat 
race. And yeah, we get it. Amazing athletes, and uh, I, you know, I don't know how they do it. I'm slow. I just have to have in my mind, knowing that I'm going to be there the whole time and and eat and drink, and so be merry. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Forrest Gump. Uh, when I was tired, I stopped. When I was hungry, I ate. I slept. And so you just kept on running? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, um, you know, just for your first one, if it's a 30 mile, a 30 hour time limit, your, your goal is to just finish, get under 30. It's a PR. Yeah. It's a PR no matter what. Right. So know that you're going to have, you're going to feel good. And then you're going to feel really bad. <laughs> and it's going to, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. You're going to have down. What do you mean by feeling bad? Like you're going to feel cranky. You're going to feel I, like, excuse my language. You're going to feel like kind of shitty about life. In some places you're like, what am I doing out here? Why are you doing this to yourself? You're so yeah. dumb. You're so slow, blah, 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 blah. And it becomes psychological. Yeah. And you have to somehow get yourself through those down moments psychologically and physically. You might have your knee might hurt. You might have blisters on your feet. Something's going to go wrong. It's 100 miles. Physically, something will bother you. Your stomach might be upset. You might get the runs. You might uh, get the bladder quivers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anything is likely or what could happen. And just don't yeah. let, let that stop you. Yeah, you got to just keep saying. figure out figure out how to solve that problem and then keep going. Now, if you split your knee open really bad or you break something, I mean, you're done, right? I mean, you're not going to keep going. But right. uh, for the most part, you know, I try not to fall. I try to keep myself upright and uh, try and, you know, prevent the blisters, keep the trail toes on, my, on the hot spots that I know I have through training. I know where my where my spots are going to be on my feet that are going to get hot spots and I make sure those are lubed up and all that kind of stuff. So your training is just as you're doing your you're 20 miles, you're 22 milers, you do a marathon or something or a 50K, you know, you know what's going to happen to your body, where you're going to shave, you know, what kind of foods are good for you, what kind of foods you can't have, all that stuff. Yeah. You use all that knowledge uh, for your 100 mile and you try and you just, you just do it. Yeah. I think when you get to about, I want to say you get to about three quarters of the way, you get to about mile 75. And if you're not, if you're not dying, you're gonna make it. You're gonna finish. <laughs> and even if you are, <laughs> I think I think pretty much seventy-five miles. You know, you're gonna finish. Yeah, that sounds. That's a good plan. Sorry. You, you even like you get to hundred k and you're, man, you're like man. You only have so much left. Oh you no, counting, I get it. Counting backwards. Yeah. No. No. I get it. Oh. Anyway, sorry. The cat was jumping down but he is not coming into the picture so we're good yeah so now you like let's say for example uh you start at 6 a.m right like on a saturday morning yeah me at my pace of pretty much walking right i know by 6 a.m sunday morning that's 24 hours i'm almost done i so i kind of tell myself get to sunrise Get to sunrise. That seems and if I'm still moving yeah. at sunrise, 
for some reason the vitamin D kicks in, the sun. I mean, your your whole yeah, the idea that it's a body new changes thing. when the sun comes up. Like, oh, I'm still going, man. I got this. I yeah. got this. Yeah, and, and it happens. I get it. Yeah, no, I remember uh, Sarisa feeling the same way, and you, you know, again having paced both of you is just like, oh yeah, there's a euphoria that kicks in, and then like with snowdrop, like I have all the time in the world, so I sleep. I don't worry about time limits. Uh, we've been finishing kind of it's in the in the evening. Uh, so it's easier on that sense that you're not really time limited for 100 miles. Right. Yeah, I think my plan for Snowdrop is to sleep for a while. And I remember that a couple of years ago when I was watching like Carlos and um, what's his name? Um, Luis. Not, well, yeah, maybe Luis, but also who's that other... Horacio. Horacio. Yeah, yeah. Those guys, like, they went and slapped. And, you know, and. Well, Horacio didn't slap. He ran the whole thing. Oh, did he? he finished, okay. Yeah, he finished like in 26 hours, I think. Okay. Well, I just remember walking some of those guys in, especially Carlos. But and Luis and Carlos did, they took off. They went to the hotel, slept, and came back. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that's what I'm going to do because it just makes sense, you know, for me anyway. You know, so. Now, I mean, this past year, be careful. It was freaking hot oh yeah it, it was, was awful. 85 100 uh, humidity like the whole time it never cooled off not even at night it was bad yeah yeah the sun came out you know that that second afternoon the sun came out it was so hot we stopped uh kathy and i just we said let's just sit down under our canopy and just rest until the sun you know starts to to sunset yeah and that's what we did we did not run for like two and a half three hours no, and I think that's smart. I mean, I think you have to sort of assess, you know. Yeah, so you either DNF because you're pushing yourself to DNF or, you know, and again, Snowdrop is a different race. So you, you yes. have time to do that. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really, really hoping that this time I get my head wrapped around it and I can do this, you know, and get that. Yeah. Done. Don't think of Snowdrop as a race. That's the number one thing. Think of it as just a big party. We're raising money for the kids. It really is. It's all for the kids. Yeah. We're, we're there to have fun. Uh, Team Bark from Houston will be out there. You know, they party all day, all night. Oh, yeah, the people, uh, the music, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they're they're great, great, great. Then, you know, everybody out there is just, you know, you're in it for each other. Everybody's doing it for, for the fun of it. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, that's the best. You can walk a hundred miles. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, so get that whole race thing out of your head and get, yeah. get out of your way and just go have fun. Rest when you want to rest, sleep. Do you yeah. want to take an afternoon nap? Yeah. I think yeah. that was, I think that was my problem the first time I tried it because I was just like, why is it taking me so long to get to 50 miles? Mm -hmm. You know, you can't and worry about it. It's just like, yeah. that. and so having done the relay a couple of times since then, I'm just like, okay, I get it now. Okay. And the so, whole vibe is just set up for you to win. Lovely. Yeah. It's just great. And it's, it's such a good cause. And um, yeah. And so I can't wait. Well, I mean, I have to train, but yes. <laughs> so the training, right? The training. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You want to? You know, I, I can't, you can get a plan online. 
Yeah. Just look up hundred mile plan. Oh, sweet Jesus. There he goes. Uh, oh Jesus. That cat. <laughs> I hate that cat. Freaking hazel turd. Get out of the way. You heard my voice. Hey, what are you doing? Dum dum. Yeah. He's smart. He knows uncle Orly's on the line. Say yeah. Hi. You say hi. Hi. He's like, Oh, <laughs> so uh books you can get for ultra running i just looked up Run. i just looked up 100 mile race training plans yeah and this one page came up sunrise running and it says increase your long run makes good sense use training cycles include speed work tempos walking hiking strategies rest days are important modifying your plan which means don't stick to it to the letter you know listen to your body if if you're supposed to do a 20 miler a particular day and you're at about 13 you're like not feeling it stop just stop save your legs milers oh it's not a marathon marathon training you know i have a high respect for marathon runners because they're they're trying to go fast and, and run and, all and run the run the whole thing. Don't stop for the potty or nothing. It's a difficult thing. I've run marathons before. That is a whole nother level. So you, you kind of want to stay on your mileage. You don't want to, but for a hundred miles, you get to about 13, 14, you're done. You're done. Go have a Whataburger. I don't care. <laughs> okay. That's you know, a, the next day you're going to run eight or nine again, thing. right? So you're going to be running. <laughs> You know, that's part of the whole deal is, is don't get yourself injured to the point where now you're not even going to go to the race because you're trained too hard, overtrained, you're hurt. There's no need for it. Uh, really, I really, you're, you're training for a hundred K I think. Okay. Because the rest of it, you're walking. I mean, if you're like me, you're not running it. You're not a racer. You're trying to finish. You're going to be walking. Oh, so and you that's train for 100k and then you walk the rest and just stay on your feet yes time on your feet time on feet yeah all you right can, you can strength train you can hit the gym yeah I, I, I gained a lot of weight this year so I, i'm trying i'm working this summer on dropping the weight down to a manageable level so i can get my miles up yeah so that's my plan for the summer Hit the gym, do some squats, deadlifts, get the the legs strong again. Yes. Lose some of this important, yeah. Weight, and then uh, I'll start hitting the miles. There you go. So, all right. Well, listen. Thank you so much for your advice. And uh, and guys out there, I'm an N equals one. Uh, this is my own personal experience. Everybody has their own level of what they think is good training and. You know, you have to listen to your body and what works for you. Uh, but sure. again, just as an opsis, if you're a slow runner, just know you're going to be, be out there all day, all night. And don't worry too much that about the some. details. <laughs> stay out there. Stay stay moving on that 100-mile race. It's just a mental. I think that is more a mental thing. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, all right. Orly, thank you so much for your time. And uh, hopefully this is help some people figure out what they're going to do with their when they attempt a hundred or maybe not sure and if they have any questions just drop a line at donna there at the stubborn tortoise 
Yeah, there you go. All right, people. All right, thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, well, I hope you managed to glean some useful information from that conversation. Um, <laughs> I just had the giggles yesterday. I don't know what was going on with me. Every now and then I just kind of get woo silly. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I picked up some good tips and uh, yeah, hopefully, I mean, I know a lot of people look at me and they're like, what in the world do you want to do a hundred miler for? And I'm like, why not? You know, so it's, it's kind of that. Um, and also I think it's sort of like bragging rights. It's like, you know, when you start hanging around ultra runners, you know, people start saying things like, well, I'm only doing the 50K, you know, <laughs> it just, it's comical, actually, it's quite comical, um, because only doing a 50K is quite a big deal, and, um, but when you compare yourself against people who are doing, you know, say 100K or 100 miles or more, um, you start to feel like, well, I'm like in the 5K of ultras, <laughs> So, but I'm here to tell you that regardless, if you just do, if you do 5Ks to, you know, whatever, you're great and just keep going. And um, obviously if you're injured, take it easy. Um, I've had this nagging hip thing going on for a couple of weeks and I've kind of lightened up on my um, uh, running a little bit just because I, I don't want to aggravate it too much because it's like i'll be midway through it running it's like oh god i hate this and uh, and not the usual oh god i hate this it's more like oh god this hurts and so i better stop or i'm gonna really mess myself up um so i've been trying to do some strength training and things like that and um i'm not really sure where my brain was going with that i'm doing this very stream of conscious people uh consciousness yeah that's the word um so anyway um but i am planning to get out there and you know, hit it this week. I, I also last week I um, was still trying to mentally unplug from pretty challenging three months of just school life and everything. And um, yeah, so I just, things were really, really busy and very complicated and it was just kind of emotionally overwhelming at times. And so I just kind of needed to <clears throat> give myself a little permission to sort of kick back a bit. Um, it doesn't mean I'm going to do it all the time, but you know, um, but that said, I, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm better this week, but I'm trying to get ready for my, um, summer school class, which starts at about three weeks. I think something like that. I have such a happy feeling. It's like, well, good. I only have three weeks until that, <laughs> but I've been trying to plan, um, cause I'm, I'm, like anyone cares. This isn't really about running. It's about me. Um, but I, I am teaching a documentary film history class, uh, for five weeks this summer. And uh, what's going to be weird about it is that I've never taught it what they call asynchronously. Uh, and that just, I know this is, I just love academia talk, but it's where you record your lessons ahead of time. And then the students will watch the lessons at their leisure. I mean, obviously not too much at their leisure because you got to kind of get through it. Um, but, uh, and then we will have, um, like a once a week get together via zoom or in person and talk about films and then also have an opportunity for people to, um, there's this thing called Flipgrid, I think, and they can record their own responses. And so it's sort of like an ongoing conversation. So, um, it's gonna be really interesting and very different. And, um, you know, I'm, like I said, I've never taught like this before, so I'm a little nervous, um, you know, just cause I'm definitely more of a, let's do this in person kind of thing. But, um, 
but I got 21 students enrolled and that really makes me happy because I feel like the more people understand about the origins of the genre, uh, the better informed they are. And I think it'll help them understand, you know, current documentary. Um, and by that, I mean like a lot of your standard fare, you know, public affairs stuff and all this, you know, um, I just started watching uh, summer of soul, which won the Oscar um, this past year. And uh, man, that's good. It's, I, I just had no concept of what that was going to be. And uh, anyway, just a long story short, it, it's full of this um, beautiful archival footage, archival meaning that it was shot at the time. And then it kind of gathered dust in somebody's basement and then they, somebody unearths it and, um, you know, repurposes it into a story and which they did. And, uh, it's, it's quite good. And, um, so I'm excited about that. And yeah, I, it's just fun to expose kids to kids, students to, um, just how this whole thing started out. I mean, uh, again, my master's concentration is in documentary. And so this is based on a class that I, uh, took for a year, um, so <laughs> smushing it into five weeks is going to be, you know, it's always challenging, but, and of course I play favorites. I mean, you know, we all have our own favorites, but I mean, there's certain things I can't not show. Um, even though I can't stand watching triumph of the will, the one about introducing Hitler to the German people, but it is considered a, an important film, uh, you know, an important documentary and, um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, so there's certain things that we have to watch and then, and then we get into the thing where I start cherry picking, picking based on stuff that I like or stuff that I feel is important. And, um, and that, that can kind of change from you know year to year, but, uh, anyway, so I'm super excited about it and, uh, I'm blathering on about this, but, uh, <laughs> anyway. um, oh yeah. And then, uh, this coming Monday, uh, on Memorial day, I can't, where is this month gone? Um, yeah, Memorial Day, uh, the Rock Hoppers are hosting the ice cream challenge. And um, I wasn't going to go. And then I'm like, oh, what the hell? Let's go. Because I went last year and I was like the documentarian and uh, meaning that I didn't have to eat <laughs> the ice cream. And um, I just shot footage and edited into something sort of useful. Um, looks like there's a pretty big field. And uh, Joel and Jessica Oliveira, Olivares, geez, uh, from the Valley, who've just moved up here to San Antonio, they are going to be making their debut. And uh, there's yeah, a pretty interesting field of, of folks, and it looks pretty large. So, I mean, this is going to be kind of fun. Uh, last year was kind of small. I think that might have been pandemic related, but uh, yeah, that was my first time um, attending this thing. And yeah, for me, it's much more fun to spectate because I just, I can't even conceive of, you know, even if you're doing like, because I think this requires you to eat five different types of ice cream treats. They have like a um, junior varsity and a varsity. And of course the varsity, I think ends with like a pint of ice cream. Oh. Um, but yeah, regardless, it's just like, I can't do that. My stomach just does not tolerate that kind of, I don't really, I don't really tolerate milk products that great anyway. So it's sort of like, oh. but, um, but yes, I will be there to chronicle that. And that's probably going to be um, one of the, aspects of ne next week's podcast. So yay. Um, and I've got a couple of interviews uh, lined up. So I'll be doing some more master's edition and um, I'm trying to come up with a better name. I don't want to call it profiles and courage because I don't like that. Um, I, yeah, I'm just kind of calling it the extraordinary for right now. <laughs> I've got to come up with something a little more catchy. Um, but anyway, if you know somebody who has done something pretty amazing or are somebody who has done somebody done something very amazing god 
It's Monday, people. Um, let me know. Um, you know how to find me, or you should. And uh, yeah, because I like to, to talk to as many interesting people as I can, because uh, I feel like this is very uh, Central Texas oriented, um, which is fine, but it, <laughs> I don't mind talking to you if you live out of state, out of country, you know, as long as we can figure figure out a time, uh, Zoom is always there. So um, anyway, okay, man, this thing has just gone on and on and on. Um, I really do think that's all I've got for now. I will see you next time.